Breaking news! Representative Alexandra Osteoporosis Cortez is now living in a luxury DC apartment where poor people are not allowed. Osteoporosis Cortez, commonly referred to as AOC, repeatedly criticized luxury real estate developers during her campaign, claiming that their buildings hiked up rent prices and pushed low-income residents out of their neighborhoods. Her new apartment complex, which boasts on its website that it promises to take luxury apartment living to a new level, offers over 100,000 square feet of amenities for its residents. This, these include two private massage rooms with state-of-the-art hydrotherapy beds, men's and women's bathrooms, a full-scale demonstration kitchen with wood-fire pizza oven and a Guy Fieri impersonator to scream, that shit's gangster, at everything you cook, a rooftop infinity pool with panoramic views of the Capitol, a potent cycling studio containing over a dozen bikes, and a fireside lounge <laughs> featuring a Hanson Robotics AI rendition of Frederick Chopin playing a Steinway & Sons player piano. These barely outperformed <laughs> Bezos' offer of a penthouse suite on top of the new Amazon headquarters in Arlington, Virginia. Take that, socialism! Boom. I mean, first, Bernie has literally 85 mansions, and now Alexandria O. Ocasio Cortez is buying the most expensive apartment in DC. I can't believe these champagne socialists. Oh my god. It's three hundred dollars above the average living cost, like the cost of living for an apartment in DC. It's it's like outrageous. If she uh, were a that's... real socialist, she would be living in a one room Maoist style tenement, uh, <laughs> specifically constructed to Chinese specifications in the DC area. Oh, 100%. If, if if she doesn't start making pig iron in her <laughs> congressional office in order to support the cultural revolution, I don't think she's real. I don't know. Who yeah, I mean, a hundred dirty politics if you want, but the fact that she is not wearing, uh, you know, a khaki jumpsuit and a Maoist style cap, wearing, carrying around a little red book, just really, I don't, I don't know if we can uh, even consider her a leftist anymore. Right. Let's be and, honest. If you're if you're not getting killed by, by a death squad personally led by Elliot Abrams in Central America, are you really a socialist? Hmm. Take that, osteoporosis Cortez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. When you have a PGA grade golf simulator lounge that is not as good as President Trump's, um, I don't know what it is that you're doing. Not only are you a fake socialist, but you're also a fake capitalist. So get the fuck out, you fucking poser. Uh, what, you can't want a game the, uh, and be a golfer? <laughs> they're all just doing the, the comic of the, we should reform society somewhat. And yet you live in a society. Very curious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow, Where's so-called ben socialist. He's like a smartphone. <laughs> mm. uh, you know, I'm just glad that MSN.com, you know, MainstreamNews.com was able to break this impressive and, and quite frankly damning story about uh, Alexandria Osteoporosis Cortez the Killer. I mean, coming from MSN News, it's clearly uh, Cointelpro direct from Bill Gates trying to undermine our socialist <laughs> queen, AOC. <laughs> Was that why it kept trying to force me to download Microsoft Edge? <laughs> no, I think it actually is just a front for Bezos where he started this mainstream news company because he was salty. She didn't accept his offer for living in the, pen the top of the new Amazon headquarters. Well, have you seen the, and this uh, news Times company Square? started in his garage. <laughs> Times Square billboards that uh, some fucking billionaire 
It, it was uh, the Mercers. Yeah, the Mercers. Right. The put Mercers those up. put up. <laughs> like, thanks for costing the city of New York four billion in lost wages, AOC. Even though she had <laughs> nothing to do with them not moving to New York. I did see those. I'm I'm excited for the days when they just start putting up billboards against politicians. They don't like it. Think that's politics. It's like. <laughs> Twitter's free. <laughs> See, I, yeah, and, and speaking of, I'm ready for them to start putting tweets on billboards like the one I saw earlier, which was, uh, it was like, uh, I'm American. I bleed red, white, and blue, and that's because there's something wrong with me, and I can't afford my copay to go to the doctor. <laughs> I just, putting a tweet on a billboard is the uh, Wayne Gretzky dash Michael Scott of, of advertising. <laughs> Many months has come and gone since I wandered from my home in those Oklahoma hills where I was born. Yet I keep doing crime. Many a page of life has turned, many a lesson I have learned. Well, I feel like in those hills I still belong. We be doing crime. Way down yonder in the Indian nation, ride my pony on the reservation in those Oklahoma hills where I was born. We be doing crime. Now we're down yonder in the Indian nation. The cowboy's life is my occupation in those Oklahoma hills where I was born. I'm Carl Roberts, and this week we have Stephen Lastman and Parker Nelson on the show. The revisionist Adam Burnett has been photoshopped out of existence. Fuck you, Adam. Get out of my face. And this is Red Star Over Oklahoma. We are a political and news podcast broadcasting about left Oklahoma. And this week, we're super excited to bring you a bunch of really cool news. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is um, Bernie Sanders' Make America Great Again, but left-wing populism campaign. Um, some strange news out of our strangers to the east in, in Arkansas um, that we all think is also pretty relevant for Oklahoma. And then there's some Oklahoma news. We're going to talk about some attempts by Tulsa to start dealing with the homelessness problem in the city and a set of tax breaks intended to help poor people that are happening in Oklahoma that may or actually going to help poor people. And we're going to round it out with a wonderful article um, from the brain geniuses over at the Oklahoman. And hopefully Adam will do the labor that he's required to do by law for this show and put it in our new introductory Oklahoman editorial board song. So if he doesn't, fuck you, Adam. On that note, uh, let's uh, get to talking about Bernard, the senator from Vermont, and some news he just uh, made on Tuesday. So everybody, uh, 2016 is not over. Time is a flat circle. Nothing ever changes. Mm -hmm. uh, it will be the exact same again for this Democratic primary because Bernie is officially running. Yep, looks like he can afford another $6 million mansion up in... Vermont Heights. <laughs> well, see, very... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's it's really nice because, like, I I also agree that, you know, we, we were on the Bernie 2016 train, and then we slowly got radicalized over the last, what, two, two and a half years, and then all of a sudden we're back to Bernie 2020. So, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's that meme, like, 2015, I'm a liberal, 2016, go Bernie, 2017... Ooh. 
Maybe Bernie is too right wing. Twenty eighteen, like on a Maoist like squad in twenty nineteen. Let's eighteen. Yeah, twenty twenty. Bernie, <laughs> Bernie. That's right. We're giving um, away our Castro hats for Bernie twenty twenty hats. <laughs> what what's the Bernie twenty twenty hat? Um, I don't know. It's got like a bird on it. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> bird that no it's a normal hat but a bird lands on it whenever you say something cool like i believe that every american has the right to not die on the streets from a lack of health care and then a bird automatically lands on your head but only if you do the yeah, accent i think it's worth noting that like within 24 hours of his announcing he got what six million dollars from like over two hundred thousand people yeah it was about six million dollars and the average donation was you guessed it, about twenty-seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty upper, like middle white class suburbanites, man. Mm. That was, I mean, that was pretty coincidental that it just like got exactly to what his donation level was last time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. He he did send out the asking, like, will you donate twenty-seven dollars to my campaign for president of the United States? Because I know um, that's what I did. I did twenty-seven. I think everybody, yeah, a lot think, of people. Um, as you know, Bernie Bros, we had to make sure and pledge our fealty to old Mr. Sanders. Yeah, I I was shocked by the fact that my donation required me to promise under pain of death and swear an oath that I would never vote for any other candidate in the general. Um, well, we also know, had to pretty... sign up to uh, harass supporters of the other candidates online, just ruthlessly, um, and then oh, and unwarranted. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it, <laughs> without any evidence, like we literally we aren't allowed to bring any research or past voting history of candidates. Like it, it has to be just blatant, unwarranted harassment. But yeah, the libs have been losing their mind over this because Bernie blew away every other candidate in terms of fundraising, uh, clearly coming out of the gate strong and showing that he's still popular, people still support his message, and uh, every single centrist person is not having that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really shocking some of the numbers. Like on Tuesday, you know, 12 hours after he announced, he had more than doubled Kamala Harris's 24-hour first-day set of donations. And also, like, unlike Kamala Harris, he has a set of policy proposals he's advancing instead of still not having one on his website. Um, yeah, hmm. you can buy tote bags that say Kamala <laughs> Harris 2020. That's all you need. <laughs> swag. Yeah, okay. To be honest, if a candidate gave me nice swag, I would vote for them over Bernie <laughs> because um, that's all I actually care about. It's a consumer choice. I mean, not as a... young socialists, we just want free things, so... <laughs> right, yeah, the more free things you give me. Yeah, promises a free college, psh, I already paid for it. Oh, one thing that, speaking of free things, did you see the video of the children that went into Diane Feinstein's office to ask her to oh. the Green New Deal? <laughs> I did. She's like, well, you're not even old enough to vote for me, so I don't have to listen to you. <laughs> you're not my constituents. Never forget that Diane Feinstein apparently flew a Confederate flag over San Francisco when she was mayor, and when activists brought it down, she put it back up. Yeah, bad um, shout-out to the dollop for their Feinstein episode. Um, um, 
But yeah, also so you get the same okay. thing with the uh, people. Did you see Klobuchar had she? She just like outright said no to a bunch of college students asking about uh, free college tuition and universal health care. And I think it was the New York Times just like, look, a Democrat is not afraid to say no. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, this is how she'll win the primary: telling primary voters you can't get what you want. <laughs> Very bold position. Um, well, they're mad is. at Bernie because he's cheating by um, offering people to improve their material <laughs> circumstances. That's not fair. That's cheating in the election. <laughs> it is It is fake to run on a campaign of trying to do stuff for your constituents. The only campaign you should run on is uh, eating collard greens with hot sauce <laughs> and telling Canada... Uh, telling primary voters no while you just like commit labor law violations all the time um, <laughs> i i'm still i'm actually like in a lot of ways i'm really i don't know i've been so excited about bernie announcing and they finally did it was a big moment for me you know mm-hmm. i mean i don't so know was, how i don't know how bernie's going to compete with the kamala harris uh quote-unquote top cop prosecutor <laughs> Uh, That's that's also not fair and cheating to bring up Kamala's record or her past. I'm sorry, fuck. I've already fuck. I've already (laughs) messed up. I'm sorry. You're doing sexism right now, Parker. You are doing a racism. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I I have to more unwarranted. Um, Did didn't uh, you forget that Kamala Harris had to do this and had no agency, and that's why you should support her. She didn't have a choice. But to you know, try to get somebody, keep somebody in prison on a technicality well, to support the death heard, penalty. But she herself smoked weed. Okay, so, so is it really like okay? So I'm I get still, okay. Not, no way. Get that we're not allowed Can to we do research. Her? I get that we're not allowed to do research and we're not allowed to bring up people's past. But I, what if the only research I've done is um, reading like a twenty to thirty tweets that just explicitly say <laughs> Kamala Harris is a cop. <laughs> Uh, is that? That's, yeah, that's, that's valid. <laughs> yeah, that's valid. That's allowed to be brought in. Okay, I just I'm just trying to figure out the parameters of the <laughs> the, the terms of service. Only, I didn't uh, actually read. Yeah. I'm so shocked that she tweeted out, "I'm a cop. I'll shoot your dog for fun." Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. That's her first campaign promise. <laughs> <laughs> she will personally. She, I mean, it's just the Mitt Romney campaign thing of I like to kill dogs. Oh, sure. When Bernie offers health care, everyone asks how we're going to pay for it. But there's always money for Kamala Harris to shoot everyone's dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Alleged. I mean, bullets are really cheap. You know, bullets yeah, are really but- cheap. That's why the Nazis continued to exclusively execute people during the Holocaust with bullets and not switch to something more cost effective. Um, but no, I can't believe that uh, she came out and like was like, "Yeah, I've smoked weed before." And it's like that kind of makes it more egregious that you are <laughs> locking people up under maximum sentencing for doing that. I don't know if you saw, but since she's like, "I'm Jamaican," of course I inhaled. Her dad came out and was like, "That's like insanely racist to say about Jamaican people. We are not <laughs> stereotypes." <laughs> that was actually yeah. And then she also said she was smoking weed at Howard. Um, and listening to albums that hadn't come out yet, which much like Ted Cruz is amazing. You know, Ted Cruz committed some Zodiac murders before he was born. <laughs> Kamala Harris smoked weed to Snoop Dogg and Tupac before they released albums. Like, I'm, God, I love I'm really into the time traveling. I don't know. Smoking weed. 
best I ever had is my jam for Hillary Clinton. I mean, yeah, she's clearly just fallen directly in the Hillary role of no substance and lame attempts to look cool. Yeah, except you forget um, that Bernie Sanders is still the hottest candidate running for president right now. I don't care what anybody says. He's um, gonna, Daddy he's can get it any time. Um, the sex appeal vote for sure. Uh, I don't know if you saw that video of him singing shirtless, drunk off his ass in Russia, but that's about the hottest content this election's produced so far. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still shocked that every time I go on Pornhub nowadays, that's the top six <laughs> videos in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. I can't. I mean, you're not gonna find that kind of uh, grassroots support for anybody else. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's even almost beating out like the wholesome content of the guy, the, that one guy who just makes videos saying, "Ah, oh, just put you to bed without put my stepsister to bed without having sex with her." Well, I've heard Bernie's raised all of his money uh, through Chatterbait. Um, uh, <laughs> the average token donation is twenty seven dollars. <laughs> he's on chat roulette getting cheers and he's the most <laughs> sex worker positive candidate so that's why i support him <laughs> actually I'm... sex work is work please deposit tokens for universal health care if you are you get a double matching uh amount from president putin himself he will I'll... take his oligarch buddies I love that people are bringing up these older videos of Bernie, like, trying to sh- be like, look, he's bad, because he's, like, criticizing Reagan, or, like, saying Castro is good, and, like, he supports a lot, or, like, the U.S. shouldn't be intervening in Cuba. It's just all of these things that show that he was way more left, like, 30 years ago, and even cooler. They're yeah. Like, look at how bad he is. He's singing, this land is your land, with some Russians. <laughs> it's the like that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the one of the funniest things to me has been that like everybody's like he has this army of unwavering support that never criticizes him. And today he like tweeted out like, "Oh man, Maduro oh, yeah, that, that was is a bad. That was not a bad accepting eight. And well, and everybody everybody that's like a Bernie bro is just dragging the shit out of him. And mm-hmm. Kamala Harris like has a policy every single other democrat like actually klobuchar is the most instructive here like klobuchar the stories just keep coming of her being an absolute <laughs> her throwing shit at her employees tyrant. like yeah like like saying oh you didn't get me a, a fork to eat my salad with i'm gonna eat it with a comb <laughs> and make you clean the comb you human that, piece of like, garbage just below the surface <laughs> midwestern rage boiling beneath her hey 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 she has a homegrown campaign with grit just seething okay? with passive aggression <laughs> yeah but the the, the thing is doing minnesota <laughs> everybody everybody that's like a centrist is like oh Klobuchar, this is a sexist attack on her. We should support her, even though every single one of her employees yeah, are like, like oh, she is deeply abusive. She's a fucking demon. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 like, it's like, uh, who has the real Bernie bro? Okay, to be fair, uh, I do support Klobuchar. She's Slovenian. She can out drink anybody in the race. That's important to know. See, um, look, if you when you force, when you, when you don't you support your, like, uh, Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada, you're clearly just <laughs> sexistly attacking a powerful woman for doing her best. But see, when you force, when she forces her interns to literally cut the grass using scissors outside of their <laughs> campaign office, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much. Oh. I- <laughs> 
I mean, I'm just, I'm still shocked that she made her, uh, everyone working on her campaign stand naked in that Minnesota winter. Um, <laughs> she made them all, God. uh, she found out that one of her staffers was hiding a donut in their desk, so she made all of the other staffers do push-ups while he ate the donut. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah. They all beat him with soap bars the next day. It's, it's pretty... <laughs> It's pretty hostile there. <laughs> I'm just surprised that uh, I mean, she was actually in the Kubrick movie as the drill sergeant, and it wasn't a character. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's similar to like Cory Booker forcing Only all of his. Only two kinds of people come from Minnesota. <laughs> it's similarly like Cory Booker forcing uh, what? What was it? His his people to um, shovel residents out of major snowstorms. So. Well, big big news from Cory Booker's camp. Uh, he's got a GF, you know. Uh, he made the announcement, uh, <laughs> which is I don't know, just like a weird attempt to just look human. I suppose it's like I have a girlfriend now. No, he had to get a girlfriend to go along with his policy platform of love. Be nice. <laughs> so he had to prove he can love by having a girlfriend. I mean, talking about someone else who just has like no content as of yet. I don't think. Booker has like come out strong for anything. I guess charge other schools. than his campaign donation. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it. Uh, he's come out very strong for um, uh, Wall Street, staying the same. Uh, uh, his policy position of look at me, I'm Barack Obama. Um, Are we just gonna ignore um, Lizzie? Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard much about her. Um, I still think it's bold that uh, Elizabeth Salander from, uh, you know, the Swedish crime noir novels is running for president. I support her <laughs> fully. Um, 100%. Um, yeah, but, but no. she announced and I've literally just heard nothing from the Warren camp since then. That might, I mean, that will tax thing that she suggested is pretty cool. Yeah, I've and seen I'm a lot be, of, uh, of people just... Claiming like, oh well, both of these people are critical of capitalism. The people support the man, the male candidate, but then it's like, all right, well, <laughs> the clear divide comes when Warren declared herself a capitalist. <laughs> Bernie is like, well, she was, you know, Warren was a Republican like fifteen years and, ago. Yeah, and yeah, and she's and just... Sanders is like got videos going back to the seventies of him. Like, I think I saw a 30-minute documentary, a spoken word documentary that he did about the life of uh, Eugene Debs. That, yeah, he, he did that. Like, he's been doing this, he's been this kind of, uh, he's been doing these kind of politics since, like, the 60s. Like, for, like, 38 years when he first got elected, he's been doing the same politics. And Elizabeth Warren was like, I'm an academic. Yeah, I've seen people being like, I can't wait until they start looking at Bernie's past, and then we'll see, like... But, yeah, and they're like, they oh, consistency. Past, like, oh, damn, he believed these things for the last 40 years. <laughs> if anything, well, yeah, but... <laughs> he went even harder on these left-wing issues. <laughs> but that's, like, the funny thing about them when they go back and dig up his past, and they're like, look, Bernie Sanders did this thing. Like, the Reagan battalion <laughs> yeah, has been tweeting yeah, out all these videos. Good. And it's like, look, Bernie Sanders believed the same shit he does today. Are you really going to trust him? And it's like, yeah, that's actually cool that he has held beliefs for a long period of time. Yeah. Wow. This was the uh, Reagan Battalion did like a poll after one of the Bernie videos came out. And it was like, who do you support, JFK or Bernie slash Castro? And then it was like 91% Bernie <laughs> Castro. <laughs> <laughs> JFK yeah, Lee, uh, assassinated once again. 
I'm amazed that Lee Harvey Oswald has that many alts on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the newest thing from the anti-Bernie. Well, not the newest, but the the resurging thing is calling everyone bots again and more stuff about Russia supporting Bernie. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing Russia loves more than um, a president who says stuff like um, not particularly anything about Russia. They 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 love that. Is Definitely preferable to people who are like, how can we do a Cold War again? I mean, the, um, people, the Russiagate people just seem like they are one news event away from completely losing their sanity entirely. Honestly, like, Russiagate people are just like Alex Jones fans who just aren't as fun, you yeah. know? Because the Russiagate people, like, it's just boring. It's just like, this is stupid and boring. This is it's, just a Cold War. And, like, the, the right-wing like conspiracy cute, theorists are like, but, like did you know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 just boring Q or, or lame Q, which says in a lot of ways everything you need to know about these like mainstream centrist libs. It's like they're just sh- like they can't even be as fun as these people, well, and they're yeah, just I mean, as it's all the people bad. who grew up in the Cold War mentality of you know, it's a given that the commies are the most evil thing in the world, and now it's there's a slight like resurgence of that in the U.S. and they can't reconcile it in their minds. And they also, I mean, they, they also have to explain the fact that Hillary, I'm still shocked that Hillary Clinton hired, like, Borat Sagdiev to run her Midwestern <laughs> campaign outreach, and that it turns out he was a Russian agent, like, shocking to me. Uh-huh. Uh, Midwesterners were not interested in clock radios, and so she lost. Door to door. Well, for Hillary, she's very nice. She's the good. <laughs> <laughs> I just have this image of like the scene where he meets Pamela, but instead it's Hillary. Um, that that's that's why she lost. Um, well, they had to carry her away in a sack when she fainted, so no one would know that she's dying. <laughs> See, I just picture him going into uh, the like uh, where they store all the drones, and then being like, "Is this bird?" <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the last thing, I know that some of you listening to the show are also, like, super excited about Bernie. I know that some of you listening to the show are probably, like, just like, yeah, Bernie, okay, I'll vote for him. And I know that some of you are like, Bernie Sanders personally murdered Rosa Luxemburg. (laughs) Um, I know that. He threw her in the land where it can all. He's the rebirth of Friedrich Ebert and Gustav Noska. Fuck him. Um, And I'm going to be frank with you people. Like, that's okay, and I respect your position, but just go vote for the dude in the primary. Like, Please, like, honestly, if you're in Oklahoma and it's an election day, you are legally required to get leave for up to two hours and to go vote. And so, like, honestly, just do that, um, because if your boss tries to push back at you, they can't do anything. And, and they will they you, if you're just a little bit kind of like it's the law, they'll let you do it. I'm I sure think, of it. I think just about so, all of us agree that he's not a perfect candidate we all have problems with certain i mean today shows with his bad venezuela take that a lot of his supporters are not okay with everything about him but he's yeah the leftmost person that exists in the u.s presidential race right now like it's the leftmost thing that we have available and have had available yeah, pushing towards time. medicaid for all i mean yeah. uh, very and- least any any type of socializing of the horrid horrid 
uh, anything we have going on in the political climate. I mean, yeah, and even even beyond that, step, just like but getting people healthcare is like so mm-hmm. important in the midterm of pushing left in this country. And if you also, I mean, if you want to, you know, if you are like further left in a lot of ways, and I think we all are like a lot further left than Bernie, even if we are okay with electoralism. If you're not, like, it is such a big deal to have somebody forcefully say, I'm a socialist, they don't believe in capitalism. Yeah, that's, I mean, if you want to do something more intense, you need dialogue. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we can see how much Bernie has pushed the dialogue in this country left, like... Medicare for all is basically a like make or break thing for any Democrat nowadays, and that's mm-hmm. you know that was straight from Bernie back in 2016. Hillary Clinton called. Oh, even earlier than that. Never going to happen. Yeah. And 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 so voting for him, it takes it takes two. It'll take you like an hour, two hours, or something. It's really easy to vote in Oklahoma if you don't live in Oklahoma. I'm sorry, I can't advise you on your election laws. But if you if you live in Oklahoma, it's very easy to vote. You have good protections. You can have some steep ballots. Um, Yeah, you. you, They make it so easy because Oklahoma is good old populist state. Yeah. So so just do it and 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 if you're gonna if you're gonna make the whole argument of like oh I can't support it oh I don't want to vote for the government you know what like there's no everybody knows it like if you're one of those kinds of people you will proudly say to everyone you meet there is no ethical consumption under capitalism there's no ethical political engagement under capitalism either so just just do it it's not that hard please yeah i mean it, fuck it, the government, it will... but also take one hour to possibly reform the government slightly yeah so just just do it vote at least in the primary forum and either that take the time or... out of your day yeah, just start burning shit down if you're not going to actually do that and start with the Oklahoman. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just if you do do that, it's a parody show and we take no liability for your actions. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it was, uh, Adam's yeah. not here to stop the threats from Adam. <laughs> <laughs> we are all we are unhinged. Um, his his but, revisionist opposition to threatening the Oklahoman with bags of shit is gone now. We are finally a truly <laughs> Marxist podcast. <laughs> Uh, this shall, is Red Star we, over uh, Oklahoma, parentheses, non-revisionist. <laughs> <laughs> shall we move on to our neighbors to the east? Yes. Oh. Let's, oh. let's hear what's going on over there, Parker. Oh, uh, so a bill was filed recently by uh, one of the state senators within, um, within Arkansas to a guy named Alan Clark. Um, he does it like he talks about wanting to cut school lunch funding um, over reading scores, which <laughs> I think is a great idea. Um, like, so legislators, like, I mean, I understand trying to improve education across the country, right? But um, his idea to, like, cut lunch funding to schools that struggle with reading is obviously going to be directed towards, like, lower middle class schools and necessarily uh, has been a ploy all across uh, the, uh, the the right and within right states to um, allocate proportionally allocate funding to just richer schools or schools that are um, doing better, quote unquote. Um, it's been an outcry from a whole bunch of other or from a whole bunch of parents, obviously, um, that that live in in Arkansas, saying or who like uh, one woman um, 
Lakita Chalmers, she has four children, was, um, one of whom has trouble reading. The, the, like this bill was ridiculous in terms of citing statistics, like um, somewhere between thirty to forty percent. Uh, like the litis- the literacy rate of students graduating from high school is between thirty to forty percent. Um, of like ad- adequate reading levels, and I that just blows me away that over half of the people in Arkansas apparently can't fucking read. Which hill I think. Oh, we can slander. We can slander hill people because Adam's not on the show either, <laughs> <laughs> and he is a hill person. But no, that's such a damning indictment. Like that's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how <laughs> counterintuitive to how learning works too. <laughs> right, and the bill also requires that a school district improve their reading proficiency by point zero 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 one percent every two years, and I'm like, how are you gauging? Yeah, these statistics. The... Well, like, I mean, you know what they do, those shitty standardized tests where it doesn't accurately measure reading ability, but it's easy to measure. Right, but you know, if I, this is... Whatever. Right, it's but point zero zero one percent every yeah, two well, yeah, years. Like, do you understand how long it would take to get to 1%? That is 2,000 years to raise, <laughs> to well, raise I, the reading yeah, level of single percent. <laughs> I don't understand. It's a tiny amount. I mean, I think it's really more saying no school can lose reading proficiency. Yeah, I suppose. I, but, it, the but yeah, I just mean, don't. It's, it's, but, uh, I feel like you could raise the reading proficiency far more by just having a broader range of food available for poor school districts. Like, that in itself, without requirements, could probably raise scores way better than forcing teachers to teach harder or whatever to get proficiency up. Well, even I mean, then, honestly, I just, like yeah. honestly, it would probably help more if you said, "Oh, you have bad reading scores. Let's give you yeah, more money you for things like you." Like it should be the resources. opposite. Yeah. yeah. Well, even because then, I'm, I don't think that like the literacy has translated to the legislature because I I don't think that they know that the teachers teaching reading and the students eating cafeteria food are not the same people. <laughs> just from where I. Stand. I don't know, man. Arkansas is a pretty right-wing state. Like the, the the English teachers might also be the cafeteria workers. <laughs> the Arkansas legislators still like, think teachers live in the school. But <laughs> 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 yeah, it's just the same just, type uh, of backwards legislation that has come from um, right-wing states. I mean, especially here, um, Arkansas is also one of the states that doesn't doesn't like to fund schools, just like Oklahoma. So it's not really that surprising, and it's also. Um, not about getting once again not about getting the students at that school to perform better from their standpoint strictly socioeconomical that the student the school hasn't been performing well so they would rather fund affluent schools and white districts so they view these funds like desperately needed by impoverished school children as like wasted resources that would like better be spent on the already rich and well-rounded students yeah i mean this in defense though the 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 Arkansas state government has to spend all its money protecting a pedophilia ring around Fayetteville. Um, <laughs> at least that's what I learned from True Detective. That's a it's a documentary. Uh, I, so they're just, they're, they're prioritizing. Does that include the Hillary Clinton compound? Yeah. <laughs> so Comet Ping Pong will come in and provide free school lunches in Arkansas. <laughs> Comet Ping Pong and Tyson <laughs> pairing up to provide free school lunches. But yeah, this is just classic um, like right wing mentality, where it's like you cut the low performers loose, and then just only keep funding, make a two tiered system where you just move all the money up and fund the top performers, and then just cut loose everyone else, and 
like leave them to fend for themselves, which is a terrible way to do that because that's never going to improve the the school's performance if the kids are being denied like necessary school lunches. Right. Yeah. In a lot of, also, I think does a lot this of mean that they're like redirecting that funding towards school lunches in wealthy districts because those aren't the people that need it. Well, not even then, but I don't know. it's like you know nah. what we made, we made the joke, I mean, of, but you know what'll make you read better? Being hungry. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if what they instead use it to do it's dog is not logic. redirect the funding. It's <laughs> like the hungrier I mean, they are, the better they will read. Get in that ring and read, boy. <laughs> poor people aren't really humans to, to right wing people, you know. Like they're really not. Oh, like I mean. they they definitely have that mentality. And but, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's not that they the whole point of this is not necessarily to direct the funding redirect the funding to rich schools. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's like, oh look, we cut all this school funding. Um, it's, so it's, we can stash taxes for the rich. It's not even a large you know? amount of funding. Like these school pr lunch programs are so cheap. It's just being designed to punish schools for underperforming. Mm. It's, it's definitely punitive. just a punishment. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Like even, I, it's not even a punishment of the school. It's a punishment of the the children yeah, in yeah, the school. No, it's like well, I mean both, but yeah, it's directed at the children. But I still just picture, like, Arkansas lawmakers coming up with some solution of, hey, uh, throw a kid on a treadmill with an encyclopedia on in front of him and dangle a granola bar on a string just above him and force him to recite the entirety of, you know, whatever chapter you'd like before he gets to To be fair, that is how Adam is studying for the bar. <laughs> I've seen it in person. Um, he will not become a lawyer. So <laughs> take, take from that what you will. <laughs> the underperforming schools, they're just going to start uh, taking the kids out of classes and putting in the, putting them in those Amazon robots that monitor your movement like from the age of 10 up. <laughs> <laughs> they just need to know the muscle oh. memory to work in Amazon factories after that. They'll all be hooked up yeah. to the Matrix-style feeding tubes. It's amazing that they have funding for Fitbits for every student to make sure they get enough uh, workout hours so they won't have to use their Medicaid, uh, but they don't have money for school lunches. Absolutely shocking. That's honestly See, Arkansas's model for uh, underperforming schools in the state is just make them exactly like a chi Tyson chicken <laughs> farm. <laughs> my, my favorite part about this entire story, too, is um, that every dumbass post this politician makes who proposed the bill on Facebook defending it has at least a few really obvious like grammatic and spelling errors. <laughs> Hell like, yeah. It's pretty phenomenal. Um, I'll, I'll send one to y'all. That they, they, they should cut that, they that guy's food. They should <laughs> get his lunches cut at, at the Arkansas Capitol. But his profile picture is also like classic, uh, like hill person where it's like old man, you know, like uh, old man straight on, you know, right, profile. If this, guy, if this guy wants to propose this legislation, he should have to take a test proving he could read at a 12th grade level. And then <laughs> only then Honestly, will people even consider <laughs> listening to him. This is this would be like a good idea for per diem funding for uh, legislators at the state and federal level. Um, like if you have good outcomes and, and I personally get to choose metrics uh, for good outcomes, no one else gets to, it's just me. Um, and then we tie their per diem funding to the outcomes. And if they do what I want, that would be actually like objectively cool. Mm, 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 mm. You're a man of culture. 
Well, I think we can move on from, uh, we, we get to flex a little bit on Arkansas this week, because we got some good news coming out of Tulsa. Um, mm. A new program called A Way Home for Tulsa, organized by the Community Service Council in the city, uh, is being proposed uh, with the hope of trying to eliminate homelessness within the city of Tulsa. Uh, G.T. Bynum has said that uh, Tulsa won't find one simple solution for this. It will take a variety of strategies um, and has stated a number of agencies that they wish to partner with, over a hundred different government agencies, nonprofits, and religious groups that already provide various services to the homeless. Um, and this includes more city funding for mental health uh, aid, um, looking into providing more housing for people that need it, as well as medical care and uh, addiction treatment. Just a, a number of the causes that, uh, another, a number of the reasons that cause homelessness in the city. Um, this is actually like a pretty ambitious plan for really any city, but yeah, pretty progressive for Tulsa. Um, and they're you know, this seems like a very ambitious plan, especially uh, with all of the homeless, like in downtown Tulsa, being displaced by the new development. Uh, looks like they kind of just noticed that, oh, I guess they don't just go away when we displace them. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like, oh, they moved somewhere else? What? Uh, huh? <laughs> and then, who's this? Reggie Ivy, the uh, chief operating officer for the Tulsa Health Department. Uh, has said that the main issue is housing. Uh, we need more housing. Housing is the answer. Uh, there were over 8,500 people on waiting lists for affordable housing in Tulsa. Um, and I think that's actually, like, that's a really important number to think about. Um, yeah, because, I mean, like, that's... Tulsa housing is, is ridiculously cheap um, compared to the rest of the country, right? Like, it is For insane sure, yeah. how cheap housing is. Tulsa is um, one of and the yet, lowest housing costs in the country. Yeah, and yet at the same time, people are having trouble finding affordable housing, and the reason why is because wages are so goddamn low. That's, um, that's definitely a big issue for sure. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I mean, what, 8,500 people is something probably like 1%, no, it's like 2% of Tulsa's population that can Wait, afford housing me... in the city. Or at least that's for, applying. It's probably you have a con greater. Yeah, there's probably a lot more. Because that is one of those things where it's like, you need to, and that's in, I mean, you need to have, like, I think you need to know about it. Yeah, it's 2% of Tulsa's, Tulsa proper's population. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, um, it's, like, really good that they're focusing on housing because I've, I've read one study that says that homelessness costs, like, three times more than it would cost to house the homeless. So even pragmatically, it makes sense to, like, provide housing options for people who can't find a home. And, you know, and fuck the 18 million empty homes we have here in yeah, the United well, yeah, States. Exactly. Let's, uh, yeah. let's not like put the six to seven million homeless people. Homeless person in the country. Well, and like homelessness is one of those perfect examples that like indicates like how the cap, like the, the kind of fundamental like Marxist understanding of the uh, uh, capitalist economy that like everything becomes a commodity. And so like because a home is a commodity, right? It's not like its value is not based on its usability. Um, it's based on its like ability to create wealth. 
And oh, so yeah. it's like, oh yeah, this is like a serious problem for capitalism because like the reason we build housing is not to store wealth, and that's what's happening in the U.S. economy right now, and that's why we have a homelessness yeah, sure. problem while I mean, we have you, too many that's houses. Like, there's the clear divide between renters and owners, which is why like millennials are pretty much screwed just because ownership rates are so high. Unless you've already had money parked in the housing market for the last thirty years, it's so hard to enter. <clears throat> yeah, uh, but yeah, just right. this article. Um, Ivy, the uh, Tulsa Health Department officer, says that housing alone won't solve the entire problem of homelessness. Uh, Thursday, speakers repeatedly emphasized the need for multiple approaches because people face homelessness for multiple reasons. We need to create a system where homelessness is rare, brief, and only once. Or, like, never like, at all, because why the fuck is rent a thing? True. I mean... I don't, I don't know Hi. if we're going to get around to abolishing landlords in Tulsa. <laughs> as much as I would love Why? the like, Catalonian communist society that existed for a year during the Spanish Civil War, I don't uh, see Tulsa getting there anytime soon. I just, like just the fact the, that the... they're like, looking into every single factor that goes into this, because you can't just provide housing. They need you know addiction treatment, uh, mental health oh, treatment, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, all of these different things. And it, it seems like they're taking a good multi- faceted approach to this for sure yeah and I, I i mean i really hope it works out because it is like as downtown has has kind of downtown tulsa has exploded in popularity become this like super awesome place in a lot of ways you know an important part of that has also been and i mean anybody who's been to the tulsa arts district has seen those signs that say don't give money to pain handlers pain handlers, rah, 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 rah. yeah yeah and and so like it's a problem that needs to be dealt with to the extent that businesses are like afraid of homeless people driving down their business and so on. And you throw on top of that, like the extreme policing of the gathering place, um, private policing, mind you. And yeah, what you get is a situation where there's a private park, like sponsored yeah. by the public city. It's, and that it's has also privately funded. Yeah. That has uh, that has created a situation too, where like homeless people are more likely to concentrate in downtown, and with the because they can't use uh, river parks or don't feel like feel safe using river parks to get around because you have to go through this heavily policed area to go south of Thirty First on what used to be a very important like walking way for for homeless people. Um, what that has meant is that there's a bigger concentration and more visibility for homeless people in the city as well. And yeah. so it's like suddenly the fact that we're actually, you know, that GG Bynum seems to be doing something about it is pretty good. I, yeah, I'll say that there's like probably no good way to do gentrification, but it seems like Tulsa is using the money they're making from downtown to at least try and solve the problems it creates. Here's hoping they can, you yeah. know? Make it happen. And then um, translate it to Oklahoma City as well, please. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think Oklahoma City, I'm not sure about this, but I think Oklahoma City actually has like a worse homelessness problem than Tulsa because oh, it's such Oklahoma a... Oklahoma City just wanted to spend the money on a uh, useless downtown light rail, so... Uh, uh, no, they also wanted to spend it... <laughs> they wanted to spend it on a big cock ring as well. Thank you. That's true. Hey, hey, that. the cock ring is for photos. Okay, it is culture. No, it's actually the uh, coke ring. It's in Coke Brothers. Um, it, well, actually, kind of, yeah. Um, there's no H on it, but I, I prefer cock. But still. 
If you all ever visit up please come down to the cock ring. Um, it's very great. Uh, it's right next to the Ferris wheel. So yeah, it has improved my sexual stamina a lot. Every time I fuck, put my dick right in it. Last an extra hour um, instead of my normal thirty seconds. Um, it's actually weird. You can you, it, it is big enough to have sex in. So for sure. <laughs> Are you speaking from experience, Parker? No. <laughs> Hypothetical. Oh, okay. Lame. Lame. Um, does that, is there anything else we need to say on that topic? I think. Homelessness is bad. Abolish rent. Fuck yeah. landlords. That's true. Yeah. This is a, a moderate solution between, uh, rising up and seizing property from your landlord, which Tulsa should also promote. Yes. Um, repossess the houses, uh, make them publicly owned, run them publicly, um, march landlords into the Arkansas river. They won't drown. It'll just be mildly unpleasant for them. It's not bad. Um, come on. They'll get money. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think if that if that kind of covers it on that topic, we can move on to something less good that's going on in the 46th state. Um, you win and some, that, you lose some. Yeah. Yeah, you lose a lot, actually. Yeah, we don't really win. We lose a lot we, more of them, but we, you know. <laughs> Hey, you gotta roll with the punches, you know what I mean? Uh, um, this is based on an article out of Oklahoma Watch. Since Adam is not here this week, we don't have to include the fact that he once worked at KGOU. Um, and we can just use it without any kind of journalistic uh, compunction. Um, and While Adam's not a- on the show, he is still legally culpable for everything we say, though, so we just want to make, make that clear. Yeah, he's responsible he, for everything that we say and endorses it. We are his employees, technically <laughs> speaking. Um, he, <laughs> he, he still owes me about $500,000 in back wages. Um, yeah, absolutely. We, we need Adam. adequate compensation. And we, he's going to represent us and us, himself. This is the episode where we start a union against Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we going public the with A-A-U. that now? The AAU. Yeah, the AAU. Actually, technically, you only need three workers in a bargaining union, in a bargaining unit to start a union. So we can actually start a union. <laughs> we That's should legal. Definitely, so we can do that. We should definitely call it the anti-Adam union and not the anti-Burnett union, just so people don't <laughs> that we're against Burnett's liquor. Oh, and we're also not against uh, ABUs, whatever that means in relation to alcohol, because that means something. Oh, yeah. Is that ABV? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. No, Digress. Alcohol by unit or something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So this not against alcohol. Official register of alcohol. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. So so this story is about uh, this new federal program to create quote unquote opportunity zones where certain capital investments don't have to pay any federal taxes whatsoever. Um, I could just taste um, the neoliberalism from the phrase opportunity zones. So. Yeah, Cory Cory Booker is actually going to listen to this and just like come twenty times. Um, <laughs> and what this does is this system—it's a federal tax incentive to encourage long-term investments in low-income areas. Um, and the idea here is essentially this: the state, um, through a method that it determines by itself. Uh, names a certain number of census tracts that are low-income areas or uh, adjacent to low-income areas, and then says, okay, we've picked these census tracts, and now if you invest here, 
you don't have to worry about federal income tax, um, uh, federal capital gains tax. Uh, the idea is that what would happen here is this would spur investment in low-income areas and get people to, you know, spend money making businesses there, opening up stuff, and so like the capital costs of opening a business or, already, or some other kind. Already some problems with that. Um, they have done this in a lot of low-income areas like uh, Baltimore and Detroit, and what happens most of the time is people buy it, park their money there, and wait for gentrification to happen so they can make a profit. But unless there's, like, something forcing them to develop, people will just use that as a place to park their money. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I 100% can agree because I'm even, I personally am transitioning to a company that is in one of these zones that is – I mean, granted, it's a software development company, so it's not going to be creating much infrastructure anyway. But it still is there getting a major tax break from you know the city of like Oklahoma City. Uh, basically just to move their business here, you know, and be able to develop things around their office, so. Yeah, yeah and the kind of questionable thing here is that these zones, um, the state government has the bank where these zones, uh, which census tracts these zones are located in, and the, and the nitty-gritty is that it has to be a low-income area, uh, and then it also has to be it, or like up to twenty percent of them can be next to low income areas, uh, census tracts, rather, yeah, right? Well, and like the problem with that is, Parker. I mean, I know you obviously have no control of it, but I'm sure like you're not. No one from the low income neighborhood is working at your software company, or absolutely not benefiting from them being there. You're <laughs> traveling from a different neighborhood to work there, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So it's like they're yeah. not they're not doing anything. They're not injecting anything into this community. They're just making a place for people from other places to go and then leave at a low rental cost. Mm-hmm. Well, and 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 the thing too is that if you actually look at it, like you kind of see that it's set up like that because in both Oklahoma City and Tulsa, um, the downtown area, the downtown census tracts are opportunity zones right and both downtown oklahoma city and downtown tulsa have seen like huge booms in terms of uh, economic prosperity and so on but also not like growth in terms of people living there right right like downtown tulsa is one of the uh, least populated it's like one of the largest and also least populated census tracts in tulsa with incentivizing downtown development because it doesn't have existing residents and because you don't end up with that displacement problem but they still should be like taxing these businesses to reap the like to get their profits to inject back into the city yeah and 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 the thing it does there is it essentially like says look there's a bunch of money being made here it's a good investment but we you know because there's no strings attached to this in any meaningful way it doesn't mean that you're going to do stuff that helps deal with the low investment problem i mean both downtowns are places that like somebody in fucking janks drives up riverside every day to work there you know like it doesn't help the fucking community the issue now is that they're doing this i mean it's a smaller version of the same thing that new york was doing with amazon where it's like these businesses already want to come to downtown OKC and already want to come to downtown Tulsa because they're booming and that's where customers are these days. Giving them incentives isn't drawing more people there. They already want to be there. You're just forgoing the like tax revenue that you can make you can get from these areas. Yeah. And if you look at the the maps, for example, like uh, in Tulsa, between Pine and Archer, in like classic North Tulsa, right? Yeah. Um, for where we went to high school. It's not there, but it's in downtown Tulsa, right? 
Right. And so it's like that's a community that could honestly really use that kind of investment and is not getting it, and it's a constant problem in Tulsa that that's happening. Then you look at downtown Oklahoma City, or uh, where, where they are in Oklahoma City. It's not north of the capital, which is also a community that could really use that kind of investment. And and right. so it's very clearly to go to these downtown areas. You need to incentivize people to go, like where it's more needed, and well, incentivize yeah. people who are already in that area to build up their community. And you also look, like, for example, you look at the map, like, West Tulsa, you know, the Red Fork Oakhurst part of town. Not really Oakhurst, actually, I take that back. Um, to some extent, Oakhurst. But, like, where the fucking uh, Hollyoke Frontier yeah. Refinery has it. And, like, why do you need that there? There's a ton of, like, that's not a place to investment because that place is already exclusively heavy industry, number one. And number two, all the infrastructure you need for every industry is there because it's been there for a hundred years at this point, right? And so that kind of investment is just like subsidizing people who are already going to invest there if they're doing the kind of business you would put there and giving them essentially a way to, to avoid paying for the gains that they've made and then at the same time not putting it in communities that really genuinely need it. And that's, well, yeah, that's yeah, like, like, that like problematic. You're, you're getting no economic overflow into the surrounding area because it's already like its own little isolated island that they can develop and not have to integrate into any existing neighborhoods like that North Tulsa Pine and Peoria area. Yeah. Um, and and the, the, the kicker here and the reason why it's important to talk about is because this was part of the Republican tax bill in 2017 that was just like what if we fuck poor people? Um, and make it easier for rich people. And part of that was in no way regulating how states decide these areas, right? Um, it was entirely up to the states to pick which census tracts they would do that in, and then mm -hmm. the states decided on their own how they would do it. And Boy, so in a number always, of states... That just always fucking goes well, when you have a big federal government and then let the state decide where they direct funds to that. That's just... You know, yeah. well in so many situations, <laughs> highways, housing, um, Section 8, every, school funding, all of it, it always works so well. <laughs> it always is best, right? Yeah. And in some states, that did mean something good, um, because the states said, we want to have an open discussion about this. Uh, we want to uh, actively engage our communities to see which low-income communities need this and how to structure it in a way that's for the low-income communities, unsurprisingly. Oh. Under Mary Fa uh, Phelan's government, I'm, I'm sure um, they did there, was, there was utterly decisions. Yeah, they totally didn't just like have Harold Ham write up a map and say, "This is where I need my holiday hams to be non-taxed on the federal level." Um, and tax unsurprisingly, that is. <laughs> yeah. Yes, a number of tax hamlets around the state. Um, and, and so this tax does do things like let oil companies do that. And because the Fallon government decided to not do it with input from local communities or anything like that, 100% some ghouls from Continental and uh, Devin and Williams came into her office and said, we have these fracking fields here and it is horseshit that we might have to pay higher taxes on fracking. So let's, let's put them here. Um, mm -hmm. And what that's just going to mean is that in a different way, they get to avoid taxes. And since it's not public, there's been no reporting on how they've been decided. This day, there's no open or transparent process. It's been entirely opaque. The what that has meant is that it's not done in a way that's... 
Yes, the actual <laughs> Oklahoma Deep State. Um, the only accessible. Developers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing, man. We're taking over. Oh, we should start like a, a QAnon thing for Oklahoma. Um, Owen. Where we fight the Oklahoma Deep State. Owen. <laughs> I like it because it sounds like Onan. Onan. Owen on is all these onanists running Oklahoma government. <laughs> okay, but Kevin State jerk off though, am I right? Like, oh yeah, let's, yeah, 100%. let's just let's it, it, let's it's be a bold. double because it's the QAnon conspiracy. The entire state legislature is just one big self suck. It's <laughs> it's a fitting. <laughs> Fitting for our you know, group. you know that after Charles McCall said this is horseshit, he just had a furious masturbation <laughs> session. And like, you know it, you know it. Not slander, that's true. Um, true. Again, um, I am not legally culpable for what I say on the show. All Adam legal is. questions are be directed to Adam Burnett. Um, he does not yet live off the grid. Please contact the show. <laughs> we'll direct you to him. I mean, that's how lawyers work, right? Is once you have a lawyer, all of your crimes are just absorbed by them, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, they're yeah. legally responsible for them. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> if you cut this, I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's just kind of... I think that says a lot about what this is going to mean. Because, like, Oklahoma keeps having these problems with uh, companies not paying their fucking taxes. Yeah, and it's it's funny that the states that have the highest level of corporate taxes also have like the best uh, government programs and uh, quality of life. It's, it's just a weird coincidence how that works. Not unrelated, <laughs> um, unrelated. But I think that about covers it for Oklahoma news this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, now we get to read from. Oh. The well of life, the well of uh, the fountain of youth for Red Star over Oklahoma, uh, the Oklahoma editorial board. Come on over here. Come on, coward. Coward. I know that I want to punch you in the nose. I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. You're an intellectual dumbass. And I'm coming. You coward. You think you're a tough guy. I hate you, coward. <laughs> We're going to defeat this anti-human scum. We're going to wreck their world. Uh, okay, let's 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 get into it. This this one's just kind of fun in a way compared to some of their other shit. Um, it, it's pretty good. So it's titled "Hate Crime Hoaxes Not Rare" and it was published on Friday, February twenty second at oh, 5 a.m. Oh my god, is this the Empire shit? It's the yeah. Empire shit. Oh, Holy fuck! Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I am excited. <laughs> Actor Jesse Smollett recently claimed to be the victim of a politically inspired hate crime. Numerous politicians, public figures, and even some national news outlets uncritically accepted that claim and amplified it. Smollett's story has since fallen apart. Buckle up, guys. We're in for a wild ride. Fucking liar. One hopes this will cause more people to view such claims with a critical eye. Even if false reports were not cause for subsequent embarrassment for believers... The impulse to ascribe virulently racist views to roughly half the country does nothing to enhance discourse. Oklahoma editorial board, known discourse enhancers. That is that is what they <laughs> do. Um, they are very professional. 
at enhancing the discourse. Um, yeah, especially with their writing shocked. quality, I mean, syntax, grammar, and uh, choice of topic. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, honestly, who's doing more for the discourse? You know what I mean? They're, they're not afraid of the discourse at all. <laughs> not, not, not at all. Not at all. Smollett, who is black and gay, said he was assaulted about 2 a.m. on January 29th by two men who shouted racist and anti-gay slurs, as well as, this is mega country. The latter is a reference to President Trump's Make America Great Again campaign theme. Like, it's, number one, not a theme. That's a slogan. It's 100% a slogan. Number two, who reading Oklahoman editorial board articles doesn't know what MAGA, <laughs> what MAGA stands for? <laughs> it's true. Like, 90, 99% of them have MAGA hats. Um, <laughs> I mean, they they also might just be goldfish. Um, so they might just be like, oh, yeah, okay, that's a thing. Uh, true, yeah, they might. They, they forget it every 15 seconds until they look in a mirror again and they see their hat and they're like, ah, oh, MAGA, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like... The- <laughs> <laughs> like the people who wear chains with their names on them. <laughs> people with their names tattooed on them. You're a racist. Themselves. You can look in the mirror and be like, "Oh, that's right, the hat." I am a racist. <laughs> but also, I'm homophobic. Just in case. <laughs> there were immediate problems with Smollett's story. To believe him, you had to believe two thugs wandered the streets of Chicago on one of the coldest nights of the year while carrying a rope noose and a bottle of bleach. I'd like to say how, like, they subtly imply these people are black by <laughs> using thugs. Like, yeah. they definitely did that on purpose. Like, you're of talking course. about Chicago, you're talking about criminals in the night, and you say thugs. Like, who do you really mean? You know what I mean? Like, they, who they are know, you talking about? Yeah, they, they know who they mean, we know who they mean. <laughs> we know, they know that we know who they mean. Um, continuing. Yet many prominent figures accepted the story uncritically, denouncing the alleged event as a quote-unquote modern-day lynching. The Ooh, human rights campaign... Like everyone that I saw was just like, yeah, this is probably fake. Like, I don't think I saw <laughs> anyone. There's people who were like, oh, that's fucked up, but anyone who actually looked into this was like, oh, yeah, that sounds really fake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bottle I think, of bleach? I think, I think there were a bunch of people that just like saw the Twitter headline and were like, yeah, that's sounds like on poor on par for the course right now yeah and that's like (laughs) not surprising that people were unsurprised by this happened and then didn't dig into it anyone who read the article was like oh this is probably fake but no one reads articles anymore they read twitter headlines and they're like oh damn yeah And, and i mean that's fair i mean that makes sense like why would you read that because they continue the human rights campaign declared the alleged attack was quote not an isolated incident, and that there is, quote, an alarming epidemic of hate violence in our country, which, which is true. Is. The human yeah, rights like... campaign tracks that shit. Like, SPLCC, uh, SPLC tracks that shit. Everybody tracks this shit, and everybody's like, yeah, there's way more hate crimes than there were before. People well, are doing a lot like of hate. This is like a right-wing response to them, like, taking a reported crime seriously. Like, yeah, you should look into it. They should probably treat it as, like, legit a crime that you investigate (laughs) yeah it's not like yeah it's not even like people you know nothing happened in some search for the people they were just like oh shit that would be bad if it happened and then all the right-wing people are like look they'll just believe anyone yeah and yet here's here's the real thing here instead 
The attack was bogus, and Smollett now faces a felony charge of filing a false report. Unfortunately, such false reports are not rare. Now, See, it's important is, to yeah, note, we don't know that. everything like, that they already believe, which is like, <laughs> oh, no, there's not racism. It's all liberal lies. All of it. And, like, don't get, me, don't get me wrong. I don't know if this is fake or not. I, 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 I'm not going to take a side on that. But they're uncritically accepting that Chicago PD is correct in saying it's false before the investigation happens. And Chicago PD literally ran, like, a CIA torture black site where they just arrested black people and tortured them for multiple years. Yeah, like, I mean, I'll Why would you uncritically believe CPD? I'll say from everything that I've read, like, it, it looks pretty clearly like he did fake this attack, but now he's in the custody of CPD, actually in danger in, like, an unsafe situation. So, like, yeah, he faked and, the attack, and, but I have sympathy for them, him now being in a situation where he is, like under the watch of one of the most violent police forces in the country. And on top of that, it's also not... I mean, sure, it definitely could look like he faked it, but, like, we have a process for figuring that out. Like, it's not just, like, you get accused yeah. and you're guilty. That's not how that works. Like, like, it would be very unsurprising for me if this fizzles out and nothing actually comes of it. Well, it, it would also not be surprising did, if it turns uh, out that he gets that he gets convicted, but he's not convicted. He, even if it's he did, not... Like, yeah, is filing a false report is felony charges. Like, could he get jail time for filing a false report, or would it just be... I, I do not know. Um, off the top of my head. Where's Adam when you actually need him yeah, for once? No, <laughs> we need legal shit. advice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how any laws work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but still, I mean, like, it's a crime. Um, but the thing is, it's not... Like, it, it's not a crime that's real yet. We don't know it's real yet, you know? Yeah. That's the whole point of the criminal justice system. And they immediately assumed that, yeah, it's true. Because the cops said so, you know? Yeah. Like, with well, the police well, department... Exactly. I mean, they're jumping down everyone's throat being like, look at all these fucking libs just assuming that anyone who could be lying about a hate crime is doing it. And then as soon as they're like, oh, this is fake, they're like, see, the CPD, absolute authority, infallible, Boom. has declared it fake. <laughs> People lie. Everybody's a liar. <laughs> um, but now, now let's hear some of these, some of these false reports, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, in uh, 2016, a woman in Ann Arbor, Michigan, falsely claimed a man threatened to set her on fire if she didn't remove her hijab. That same year, Jordan Brown, uh, Br Br Brown, Jordan Brown, a gay pastor and activist falsely claimed a baker at Whole Foods wrote a homophobic slur on a cake. Brown relented only after Whole Foods sued and produced a video contradicting the claim. Reporting on the Smollett case, the Boston Herald recapped other hoaxes, including a Kansas State University student who said a racist note was left on her door in 2018, in parentheses, she wrote the note herself, and a 2013 incident in Massachusetts where a racial slur was painted on the home of a biracial teenager, in parentheses, the student's mother painted the graffiti. You know, it's funny, they don't mention uh, any of the... Uh false like that guy who painted black's rule on his garage trying to pretend that black people were terrorizing him or any other window and said that the left-wing mob was trying to bro break into his house i mean they they show their ass in this next paragraph or uh just just this uh like weekend 
fucking Laura Loomer and Jacob Wall are in Minneapolis being like, this is the Somali part of town. We are wearing a bulletproof vest in an armored car, and you don't see the uh, armored car or the bulletproof vest. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wore it inside at one point. I yeah, saw a photo of him right. wearing it inside, and then a photo of him outside without him wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or God forbid, I can't even take actual... pictures to show you that I'm actually here and not <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> The litany of actual hate crimes, you know, that happened. Like, what? yeah, just hey, where, where are the... No, it's gonna come yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Just okay, give okay, a second. Gotcha. Just give gotcha. a second. Um, but before they get to that part, they just show their fucking ass in a way that's like mind-boggling. It should be a red flag that many false hate crime reports portray alleged perpetrators as Republicans. That should at least suggest the underlying motives may be involved. Alright, so remember that guy who uh, mailed a bunch of bombs to everyone who had stickers <laughs> all over his car? Or, the other or that guy, guy who shot up a Jewish synagogue because he... Or the guy in the Coast Guard that was like, I need to assassinate everyone in DSA and kill yeah, Ilhan yeah. Omar? That guy just last um, week. <laughs> Or that guy who blew up a building in Oklahoma City. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I wonder why we would think that there might be some other hate crimes that are probably happening. Hmm. Hmm. Or, or like the KKK being like nowadays uh, affiliated, like David Duke or like Steve King. Um, or the two individuals we mentioned who work for the county clerk's office in Tulsa in the last episode. Like, yeah, literally off the top <laughs> the of my head, they've come up with 10 examples clubs. of actual right-wing terrorism and hate crimes. So. Oh. <laughs> it's not going to be long before the Oklahoman just has their like black crimes page like Breitbart used to have. <laughs> oh, that's painful. All of the crimes will just be like uh, a black waiter was not appropriately nice to them. Um <laughs> But okay, so now they're gonna they're gonna make some admittances, okay? Alright. Crimes okay. motivated by blind hatred do occur. The twenty seventeen murder of a transgender teen in Missouri is an example. But they are rare. The FBI maintains a log of all reported hate crimes from graffiti on up. That's twenty seventeen Wait. It included about seven thousand incidents. National Review Online points out that's an incidence rate in the range of 0.00002%. Now, what? like just things that ever happened to crime, <laughs> crimes in general, I think. Of all of the events that happened in the country. <laughs> okay, so of all all crimes in the country, but okay. let's let's compare that to the number of, of hate crimes of false hate crime reports that they listed. So we have the one from Jesse Smollett that we don't know for sure yet, but it, it does kind of look like was fake. We have the one in 2016. And then the other one in 2016, we have two others, the Kansas State one and then the 2013 one. So that's five. So we have five. In different over, years where yeah, 7,000 years. years. Now, I'm, and I, then, I only got a math degree. Okay. And 7,000 incidents in a single year is about 20 or more a day. Well, and also... People lie about shit. People lie about shit all the time, and for all sorts of different but that's... reasons. It doesn't matter, like that it, they're fucking Republicans or like liberals. You should investigate crimes that people report. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is that they this is like point zero 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 two percent, and then the the percentage, if we assume all of those fake hate crime reports happened in twenty seventeen, it would be point zero 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 seven 
Well, what's the point percent. they're trying to make here? Like, don't believe people when they talk about hate crimes? Yeah, don't but don't believe just... that hate crimes happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Um, and, and so this is what they say, to, to close it out, which I think tells you how, how fucking smart these people are. Like, these people do not... I genuinely do not believe they have brains. I do not believe the people right here have brains, because they close it out with this. Thus, those willing to believe such events are not only common, but representative of the attitudes of millions of fellow Americans are giving in to a prejudice almost as irrational as the bigotry that fuels genuine hate crimes. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's, that <laughs> like, is some like, galaxy what, brain what shit the right there. What the result of people believing the Jesse Smollett thing? Like, what bad thing comes of it if people believe that he did have a hate crime happen to him? Nothing. Like, people... Literally Hey, hey, hating people for being bigots is the same as committing hate crimes. Okay? You know what? How do you not see that? If the only negative to come out of this is wasting the police's time, good. Like... Force them to do something that's not... That's a cool thing for to have done. Waste more police officers' time. If you can get away with it, distract the shit out of them. Like it's also important to know that th- these are the same people who like if 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 somebody if I mean I I didn't see them say anything about that Asheville Oklahoma case of a transgender a child getting forced out of their their school but these are the same people they're like oh you just assume I'm a bigot because I'm a Republican and then they're like no I'm not calling you by the gender pronouns you'd prefer <laughs> automatically um they don't have any moral authority they have less moral authority. Than like a dude who just takes a shit in the middle of the road, you know. Like they have less moral authority than that that person. Like literally, I mean that seriously. They have literally, um, and they don't care. They, and yet they get paid. These they get like these people are getting paid better than all all three of us, excluding Adam, who I'm sure gets a bunch of um, money for being a lawyer, right? Um, and I'm sure he has and a bunch they just of they, negative they, money for going to school to be a lawyer. <laughs> I think we maybe all have negative money, right? I um, think that everyone just has negative money, yeah. Fairly certain. Yeah. But, yeah, but no, it's these just... people are... They're literally just trying to be like, yeah, well, see, look, sometimes people lie about this, so you should ignore every hate crime you hear about. Well, and, like, if we, if we, if we give them the benefit of the doubt, you're all right, Parker. It's about 20 hate crimes a day. That means one day a year, if we put all of these... Five fake moments that they say in here. Still twenty percent of a day. Of hate crimes on one day are fake. Seventy-five percent on one day of the year are real, yeah, and then every single other day, hundred percent of them are real. Then we should still look into them and stop hate crimes from happening. Yeah, and I just they can, they can't do math, which is clear. And, they can never do math. They can never do math. Just, just again, mail them. Just mail, mail them your poop. What way should people send you to the Oklahoma this time? So does it get mad at me? Um, take a drone and fly over their office, and then if you don't drop the package of shit, you can just fly it right in front of the door, and that might be. I don't know if that's FAA legal. Oh. Uh, yeah, that, that that's the show for the week, everybody. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Red Star Over Oklahoma. You can go on our subreddit, r Red Star Over Oklahoma. 
You can follow us on SoundCloud or iTunes, Red Star over Oklahoma. You can leave us writing a review on iTunes. Please do that. Um, it's cool when we get those, and it helps people listen to us, and, you know, it's fun. It's, it's a fun thing to do to give us five stars. Um, if you can find a way to hack it and give us 69 stars, uh, you automatically get to be a guest on the show. 420 um, stars gets you an emote. Um, yeah, I don't know where you're emoting. If you stars, you become a host. You, yeah. You, you become a host. Um, <laughs> It's the uh, and, and if you give us four hundred twenty, <laughs> <laughs> if you get four hundred twenty stars, he he will do whatever you want to do. Um, he's a thought. He's a messy bitch who loves drama. Um, the RSO so it's worth your time to figure that out. <laughs> um, and you can email. All of your questions, comments, complaints, concerns directly to Adam at redstar over okay at gmail.com. He's legally culpable for anything you send there. Um, so <laughs> just send him dick pics. And if you email me to ask for his number, I will gladly give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you next week, everybody. Bye. Later. <laughs>